Well, good morning, everybody. So glad to have you here at Grace Summit Church. We're glad to have you here. If you will, turn and look at your neighbor and say, I love you because I'm commanded to. Amen. And say, I love you because I get to and I choose to. Amen. So if you will stand with me, we're so glad you're here this morning. Um, uh, this is a week before Christmas, a lot of good things going on. Who in here is ready for Christmas? Raise your hand. Okay, let's stop and make this easier for everybody. Who in here is not ready for Christmas? Raise your hand. Okay, who in here is mad at the United States Postal Service? Raise your hand. There we go, okay. Or at another delivery, amen. So uh, anyway, Father, we thank you right now for your goodness and your grace and all that you do in our life. Thank you for this day that we may worship you, we may join together, we may fellowship, and that, Father, we can thank you for our kinsman redeemer, Jesus who has saved us and delivered us from all sin. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you this day. Amen. Good morning, Grace Summit. Welcome to church this morning. We're so happy to have you and we're gonna worship him this morning. If I could get everyone to stand on their feet, we're gonna put our hands together and praise him with our voices. Let's sing this. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this vagabond. And I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. This is my favorite part, and just when I just when I ran out of road, I met a man who saved my soul, and he told me that I was not alone. Oh, he picked me up, turned me around, and placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name forever. You believe my doubts are burning My cash is in the wind I'm so long to my old friends Burden and bitterness They can just keep moving You ain't welcome here, let's tell it this morning Cause he's here From now till I walk streets of gold This morning it did. Hell, that's another one. I am free. 
scream and rejoice because hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Oh, pick me up. Turn me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master. I think the savior. Cause he healed my heart. He changed my name. Forever free. No, I'm not the same. I think the master. I think the savior. Pick me up. Turn me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master. I think the savior. Healed my heart. He changed my name. Forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master. I think the savior. I thank God. Let's praise him this morning because he's good. Amen. In Jesus' name, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we worship you because you're good. We worship you because we should. We worship you because there's nothing else for us to do on a Sunday morning, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Let's sing this out. No longer I who live but Christ in me for I've been born again my heart is free the hope of heaven before me the grave behind hallelujah you brought me back to life I won't forget the moment I heard you call my name Out of the grip of darkness Into the light of grace Just like Lazarus Oh, you brought me back to life Where there was dead religion Now there is living faith All of my hope and freedom are found in Jesus' name, just like Lazarus. Oh, you brought me back to life. Let's sing it. No longer I who live, but Christ in me, for I've been born again. My heart is free, the hope of heaven before me, the grave behind, hallelujah, you brought me back to life. When something says I'm guilty, I'll point to the price you paid. When something says I'm not worthy, I'll point to that empty grave. Just like Lazarus, oh, you brought me back to life. No longer I who live, but Christ in me, for I've been born again. My heart is free, the hope of heaven. 
Thank you, Molly. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is the most wonderful time of the year, is it not? All right, trees are up, lights are lit, candles burning, ham ordered. No ham, sorry, Bunny says no ham. But yeah, I got ham. All right, well, we are, of course, thankful. This is a season of our Savior's Arrival. Uh, seen like three versions of Scrooge already. All right, great, right? Black and white color, cartoon version. It's great. I know Mr. Uh, I don't know if Mr. Dickens had a uh, uh, Christian background, but he sure did write a great story about redemption. So talk about a change. There's a change for you. So I'm sure he, uh, he was aware of all that. So, uh, so I've seen all that, yes. And I saw Rudolph the other night. Yes, you gotta watch Rudolph. The red-nosed reindeer, yes, you must watch that. Right. Silver and gold. And silver and gold. So remember that part of our great season, of course, is giving. And that's what it's all about. Uh, we feel best. People say, even people who are not believers say Christmas is wonderful. It is, there's a great song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Why? Because we step out of ourselves and we give. We give to people we don't even, we don't even know. There's a tree full of presents for people we don't know. But somebody's going to be thrilled soon the bike really got me excited. That bike really is nice out there. I don't know who got that bike, but man, that is the coolest looking bike. All right? And uh, so, because we give, all right? Because we always feel better. When we hoard things to ourselves, when it's all about us, mm, and that begins, those walls close in tight. Close in tight. But when we give, we're happier. All right? So, a nice little segue. We're going to give to keep the lights on, and we're going to give to keep the heat on, which I think is on. Okay, we're going to give to keep the internet on and the lights on, and we're going to give. And then Pastor Hamby's going to come up, and we're going to uh, honor our pastors this morning with also a Christmas gift. But for the now, come and bring your tithe and offerings so we may keep the church house open. Come on down. Chris.
thank you for your giving this morning uh, for our tithes and offerings. We also want to do a, uh, a special offering this morning because every year we take the time to um, plan and do a pastor's uh, Christmas offering for Pastor Chris and Lisa. And so we want to do that today. We want to bless them. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. And so when you give this morning towards Pastor Chris and Pastor Lisa, to bless them, to bless them during this time of year for whatever they need in their in their lives. When you do that, you're giving to them, but you're also giving as unto the Lord. And when you do that, the Lord can bless you as well. So I'm going to encourage you this morning to to give. If you're watching online, you can participate in this as well. They're going to be scrolling some ways that you can give through various means. You can give through Zelle. You can give through Tithely. Uh, you can give through Cash App. Um, you can even write a check and send it to uh, the mailbox of the church. takes a little longer to get it, but if it comes, we'll take it and we'll give it to Pastor Chris and Lisa. So, um, But we encourage you to do that if you're watching online. If you're here in the sanctuary, you can just take an envelope right in front of you. You can fill that out, and we want to take the time to bless them this morning. So if you would, bow your heads with me. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to come into your house and worship you today. We thank you for the opportunity that we can bless Pastor Chris and Lisa with a special Christmas love offering. We just want to give to them and bless them to meet whatever needs they may have in their life during this holiday season or just in general. And so we ask for your blessings upon them. We ask for your blessings upon their family. We ask your blessings upon the church family today as we give. And we thank you for the opportunity to do it. And it's in Christ's name we pray. And everybody said, amen. And you can bring those up now and drop them right here in the basket if you would. Thank you for your giving. started to leave. That's always uh, a weird spot for me there. Always has been. And then I thought, well, I don't know. It's just, you know, so good to have a, hey, uh, real quick before we get into the Word of God, I, uh, somebody asked me this morning, I was going to do it. Um, I had somebody ask me, and I have got a peppermint in the right cheek of my mouth. So we're going to, y'all are going to hear some crunching in a minute because that needs to go on home and be with the Lord and be in service of the ministry. If not, it's going to wear me out. And uh, y'all ever hear the story about the preacher who preached with the, the peppermint? And it's true. If, if you do this, you can do this. It's a great timer. It, you know, a peppermint cough drop will, will dissolve at a certain rate. And so this preacher had realized that a peppermint would last him about 25 minutes. So he had put a peppermint in his cheek. And that, after 25 minutes, he knew how much time had gone. So that way he's not having to, you know, and, and, and you know, preachers, we have our little moves. We look unto the Lord, you know, you know, say, see what time it is. Now we have clocks now, you know, but, but you would do, let's all praise God. Okay, you know, you check or you'd put it on the pulp. So this guy one day, he put his peppermint in, he gets up and he's preaching and he's just going a mile a mile. I mean, he is just preaching the fire down. I mean, he's just going good. And all of a sudden he notices somebody leaves. And he thinks, well, my gosh, why did they leave? And then somebody else leaves. 
And then somebody else leaves. And he finally winds it down, closes down, but everybody, about half the church is left. And then he found out he put a button in his mouth and had preached an hour and a half. Now, who in here knows? Sometimes it's better just to do this. Can I have an amen? Just might, might as well quit, quit trying to be, be so smooth. So I, uh, I had somebody ask me, though, you know, um, uh, about the church sale and all. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, they have come and viewed it a couple times I know of. Uh, they've looked at it. If you don't know, uh, we've had a um, charter school look at buying the building. Uh, what's amazing is I just found out a friend of mine that I used to preach for all the time when I traveled in, uh, right outside of Charlotte. It's right on the edge of Charlotte. It's really in Charlotte now. Charlotte you know, expanded. For years, it was right on the outside. Um, their building that they've had for 30 years, they just sold it to a charter school. Come to find out there's a huge uh, movement because evidently the zoning and the process is quicker using a church facility anyway. So uh, they have approached us. They have made a contract. Um, the denomination accepted it. We accepted it. And uh, so anyway, we're waiting on them. Uh, they, they can still walk away. I think we can still walk away if we want to. Um, but they haven't walked away. They, um, they've been doing all these inspections and stuff. They've, they've had two full days where they've done that, but it's holidays. A uh, broker guy told me, he said, we ain't hearing nothing until 1st of January. He said, I can promise you. He said, ain't nobody right now thinking about, you know, all that process. I said, well, I am. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I, was, I, I was looking at places Friday, driving around looking and just praying. So anyway, um, just be praying about that. Um, somebody asked me again, you know, why, where are we gonna go? What do I know? Can I have an amen? I don't know. Uh, I don't mean that to sound bad. Uh, but I do know this, God's faithful. Amen. And has always been faithful to us and will always be faithful to us. And whoever claps over there gets $5 after service. Okay, amen. We praise God. But you probably have to see Lisa because I ain't got no cash. Okay. <laughs> I, I got cash out. I, I can do cash out though. So anyway, uh, so just be praying about it. And uh, God's faithful um, no matter what comes. And we should never be in fear of it. Can I have an amen? I mean, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter one. I'm gonna read a number of verses. We're in our Christmas season. I, I preached it a couple weeks ago. I'd encourage you if you're online or if you're in here and you didn't hear it, and I say something, I'm not gonna re-preach it, but I preached about covenant, how Christmas is a covenant. Bless you with many blessings. And I still got that peppermint in my mouth. Oh. Who in here knows that... Who in here knows that God created a good thing when he made coffee? Can I have an amen? Is that regular? Was that regular coffee? <sighs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting the Christmas spirit. Can I have an amen? Let me just call you Lisa. Okay. Anyway. Um, but we talked about covenant. And how covenant is not an agreement. It's much more powerful than that. It's not a binding contract. Much more powerful than that. And really in a covenant, what you lack, the other person supplies, and what you, uh, what you can supply, you give to the other person. Now, a lot of people would think, well, you know, I have nothing to give God, and that's not true. You do have something to give God. You've got relationship to give God. And on the other side of that is you give him a voice in this earth. That is something he can never have without you. In fact, who's ever heard this phrase? That nothing happens on this earth without prayer. That's a great, great old phrase that I've heard all my life. But who in here knows that God has to have people who pray? So you have to have that agent on the earth. As a nation, there are certain things we do in other countries because we have agents there. Uh, some covert, 
others everybody knows about. But those agents have to be there doing the work, and that's who we are. But the, the biggest thing is just relationship. Who in here could honestly say that if you could go back in time, this is to everybody who's, who's lost a parent, you would love to be able to just go and sit with your dad again or sit with your mom again? Now, I, I'm, I was always closer to my dad than my mom, but I mean, just a couple weeks ago, man, I had a time thinking about my mama. There was a couple of funny things that happened. My mama would have loved those. I, I, I would have had, I'd have had more fun hearing her snort. My mom had a, that snort laugh. She would get laughing, you know, you know and I, if, if, if I could get a snort, I knew I was hitting gold with mama. And so I, I just, I, but I, it just tugged at me. But you know what, says, what, what, what do I miss? I don't miss the stuff from her, I miss the relationship. Now, who in here knows, thank God she's in heaven, I still will have that relationship. But, that's covenant. And now, at this other side is, is um, when God brings covenant to our life. It does something to us. Uh, who in here knows anytime God comes into our life, it changes us. But it can also be a, a peculiar thing. Let's look at two, two instances. I'm gonna um, read this. This is Luke chapter one, verse 26. Uh, let's go down. Uh, we'll start it. Uh, 28. Having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. This is the angel Gabriel uh, speaking to Mary. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, King James uses the phrase, and I like it better fear not. I just like that better because I grew up hearing that more. Fear not. But the angel said, New King James, do not be afraid. Now, if you learn, turn over to Luke chapter 2, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Um, this is a famous passage. Um, I'm going to read it all in a minute, but I'm going to do something different too. Um, we might get tagged on Facebook or YouTube. So if you're watching this, watch it really good this time because you might not see it again. We can show it again later, but I'm gonna show a video clip. Um, this special was done in the uh, late 60s, if I remember right. And the guy who did it was known for being a Christian. Uh, his name was Charles Schultz. And his cartoon is The Peanuts Christmas. Now, uh, what's funny is that special almost didn't come to take place. I was just reading this week about it because I was going to use this clip and I, I thought I wanted to find out something. Something popped up and I thought I'd never seen this. So come to find out, the number one reason it almost didn't get made is this scene. is because it is expressly and without any contradiction a Christian witness. So uh, hopefully you will remember this if you're old enough. If you're not old enough to remember this, you're about to be introduced to this. If we are pegged by Facebook or YouTube, we ask for forgiveness. Can we have any, whatever. We'll go to, we'll go to Facebook jail. Um, but I wanna use this especially in-house. I, I guess what, if, if we're on video, uh, um, um, Darren, just throw up something else. Let's do that. They can still hear the audio. Throw up another picture, just the logo. We'll do that. That way we can stay safe. So I want you to watch this now. I want you to do this. So now again, Charles Schultz, a Christian, this here, you're going to see something in this video that in all the Peanuts cartoons never happened. Never one time ever happened. And you, most of us will miss it. Let's watch it. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? 
true, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let everybody say amen. Now who in here knows that's a, a cartoon, but that's still good preaching? Yeah. Now, um, again, there's two instances that's we just read. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Oh, you can stop it. It's not the whole cartoon. Can I have an amen? Okay. For those of y'all who wished it would continue, I'm going to preach 10 minutes extra longer right now. I can just sense that. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. So again, we, I used two illustrations I wanted to point out, but then I'm going to talk about that video again. The first one was Mary. Now, Mary, who in here knows that if an angel appeared to you and said, listen, you're about to have a baby, and you've never known a man, and it's going to be the Holy Spirit... But forget that, the moment she saw him, she got afraid. And the first thing that angel said is what? Everybody say it with me, fear not. Then we get to these uh, shepherds out there in the middle of the, it actually says in my Bible, in King James, New King James, it says they lived out there. So they, this is just where they habitate, this is just where they do. And all of a sudden, let's read it. This is uh, Luke chapter two, verse 10. Then the angel of the Lord, said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to you, which will be to you all people. And then it says, for there is born to you in this day a city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. Then in verse 13, and suddenly there was an angel with the multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, that right there seems to me would probably be a little bit more scarier than the one angel. All of a sudden it's the whole sky's filled up. But what I want you to pay attention to is that both times, the angel looked at them and said, fear not. God is not an author of fear. Amen. And God does not want you to walk in fear. Yeah. Now, fear is an encapsulating thing. If you ever read it, study it. I encourage you, pull up. Pull up stats on fear and anxiety and what it does to the human body. Uh, people have died from it. Uh, I have seen people go grave from it. Who has ever watched the president? Every president I've ever seen. Now, Donald Trump, you know, his hair was kind of blonde, so you couldn't see it anyway, so who knows? But I mean, about every president you ever see. I remember, uh, now Reagan didn't much, and some people said he died it, some people said he didn't. I don't know, but Carter did, Clinton did, even uh, Barack Obama, they did. They all grade. Why? Stress, pressure, fear. How are you going to act? How are you going to do? You're going to die. And Satan is always at work to bring fear. But I want to point out, anytime God encounters your life in covenant, it may seem scary at first, but you should never be afraid of it because the end result is always, always for your betterment. Amen. Now, I remember, uh, I'll tell this because Luke's here. Uh, when Luke was little, he wanted to learn how to ride a bike. And Luke was afraid of that bike. 
He was afraid of falling because he had fallen a couple times. And not bad. It wasn't like he got all beat up or nothing. But he was, so I finally had to, we've talked about this earlier in the uh, small group about reverential fear. I had to get him afraid of me. And it broke my heart to do it. And on our driveway, there's this slight little incline. But I could see he would pull his feet up from the pedals and he would coast fine. But all of a sudden, that fear would grip. And the moment the fear gripped, who in here knows what he did? He jerked. And well, he'd crash. Well, then finally, I got him mad at me. I got him fair, afraid of me. And I finally, and I, and I broke my heart. And the funny thing was, the moment he got almost afraid of one thing, he displaced the fear of this. That didn't give him any issue. And man, he just took off. And I looked at him, I said, I'm like, you did it, buddy. You did it. I said, way to go. You did it. All of a sudden, he started smiling and he comes up and he does it again. Now I ain't even got to try. Now he's just pushing and going. Then after, you know, after he got really comfortable with it, then we got into the evil, common, I'm an evil mode. Can I have an amen? You know, where we're jumping stuff and sliding stuff and back tires are disappearing because we're skidding down the road. And we got a great hill in our neighborhood. And his friend was across the street. So, you know, I mean, it was always breakage, bikeage, breakage and stuff, which is fine too. That's the little boy. That's the way it ought to be. And everybody say amen. amen. Evil, common, I'm an evil. Okay, there you go. Do y'all even know who that is? Evil, Knievel? Okay. But the reason I say evil, common, I'm an evil, there was a kid on the radio said that one time. They said, what do you want for Christmas from Santa? Remember those little... He goes, I want evil, common, I'm an evil. Never forgotten it. Been using it for 50 years almost. Love it. So anyway... So I had to do that. The moment he got over the fear of the one, he could do it. And see, that is Satan's always great agenda against us, is to keep us in fear so we will not obey him. I, you know, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I know he wants to destroy us. I know he wants to kill us. But he's just as happy with stealing from us and getting us to where we don't do anything. That's just as good. In fact, actually, to be honest, in military terms, that's a much wiser, wiser use of, 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 of resources. If I could take this army here and make them ineffective, immobile, unproductive, with scare tactics, that's a whole lot better than me having to waste all my ammunition, all my missiles, all my resources, destroying them. So it's a whole lot easier. The Bible actually says the fear of man is a snare. Now, if you ever think about a snare, what's a snare do? A snare doesn't kill you, it doesn't destroy you, but it puts you in a sedentary place to where you have no movement or you have limited movement. I always think about those cartoons. I love um, Warner Brothers cartoons growing up. Bugs Bunny, Speedy Gonzalez, The Coyote, mostly Bugs Bunny. But my, one of my favorites is Foghorn Leghorn. Okay, I love Foghorn Leghorn. I had on my computer years ago about 50 Foghorn Leghorn sound clips. And I would listen to them and then I would be doing something with teenagers and I would flip into it. I wasn't even trying to. And this kid was doing something one night. This is a living way. I said, look at me, son, look at me. I'm laying it down. You're not picking it up. Work with me, son. Look, pay attention, son, pay attention. And he kept looking at me and I kept doing that. I'm throwing them high, but you're coming short. Come on, look at me, son, look at me. I kept using all these funny things. And uh, in fact, one of them was, uh, this is a terrible one. If you want to write letters to me, go ahead. I'm going to tell it. It's that he said, he goes, <laughs> he says, I once had a mother-in-law. He says, you know how she sounded? Like a motorboat. 
I thought it was hilarious then. I still think it is now. Can I have an amen? And I'd play it in my office every now and then. But Foghorn always had that thing where he fought the dog, if you ever remember. And I still remember one where he had like a line and he knew that that was how far the leash went and he would go and hit the dog and run here and just smile and just laugh and just make faces and the dog's just sitting there screaming until the rope broke. Now when the rope broke, it all changed because that dog was leashed. And as long as something is leashed, it only has a limited reach and Satan is just as happy with you eating a good meal, being in the doghouse, having warmth, having all this, and being leashed because fear controls other areas. Now, I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again, and I know some people don't like it in a sense, but are never gonna pay attention to it, but it's true. You should never let these words flow from your lips. Well, I'm just afraid of that. Never. Not in a fearful mode. Now, if you have a reverence of that, I fear the Lord, that's a different thing. Very different thing. But God, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So why should we sit there and say words which invite that spirit in? Amen. Would y'all respect me as a pastor to say, I love pornography. Oh, I just, I just, you know, I just can't help it, but I just, I like pornography. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm just, oh, I, you know, I'm just saying it the way it is. Would I not be inviting a spirit of pornography in my life? Would I not be engaging in that? But on fear, we don't matter if that. That's all the brother. You know what I mean. No, I know what you say. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And every time those angels came up, he said what? Fear not. I'm gonna give you two more verses here. Uh, this is in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. You ought to write it down. You ought to memorize this. Here I got pretty much memorized. Very well, I've been preaching it. For, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. But if you go just a few verses after that to 41, 13, it says, for I, the Lord your God, will uphold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Now think of this. God Almighty has just told you, fear not, I will help you. And not only does that, he takes you by the hand. But again, that's Old Testament. I don't even need him by my hand because the Bible says in the New Testament, it is Christ in me, the hope of glory, and in me dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Is that not what it says? Look that verse up. The Bible actually implies that the fullness of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwells in you as a born-again Christian. We should never let fear touch us. Well, I just don't know what we're going to do. That's why I said earlier, I don't know what I'm going to do on some things. You know, my kids used to look at me one time. In fact, uh, Sarah Beth and Molly caught me one time, and this is when I ran for office. First political event I ever went to, Sarah Beth and Molly went with me. They were my aides. And I had a guy talk, tell me, but it's true. He said, if you show up with aides, you look important. He says, and it will put you over and above anybody else. And he was right. So I had Sarah Beth and Molly, they were my aides, and they had these little uh, binders, and it had cards, and had legal pads and pens, and they were great workers. And Luke was too, they were all great. They gave it all, they were so sweet. And so as we're walking up to this thing, I'd never done a political event. I'd never given a political speech. Preach, yes. Comedy, yes. Entertain, kind of whatever, yes. Uh, uh, try to minister to somebody, yes. Politics, I ain't never done that. I've never had to walk up and just, you know, hi, my name's Chris Vine, I'm a guy. I just, freaked me out. 
as we're walking up to this, it's a barbecue. So this is not a black tie event. This is not some heady event. This is a barbecue. Gwinnett County barbecue. Has everybody got me relaxed? Of course, I'm the candidate, so I got a coat and tie on, trying to look all professional. And all of a sudden, where we, pull, we park, we walk up a little bit, and Molly says, she pulls, she says, you okay? I said, yeah, babe, why? She goes, you sure you're okay? <laughs> Molly, so Molly sometimes believes she is my mother. I know she does, so I don't know why, if y'all don't know that. She believes she's everybody's mama. True, Luke? And um, she, I said, what's wrong? She goes, you look like something's bothering you. And I said, why would you say that? She says, I've never seen you like this. You're always kind of confident. You always feel like, you know, he goes, I always feel like you know what you're doing. I said, well, first of all, you don't know much. Can I have an amen? Because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. But I do have confidence that God will work it out. And that if I'll obey him, he can make it happen. And she looked at me and she goes, what's wrong? I said, baby, I ain't never done this before. I said, I'm a little nervous. She goes, okay, but I've just never seen this. I said, well, I kind of made me feel good. You know, I don't want her seeing me all whatever. And I know you get into the whole argument, well, maybe they need to see you, blah, 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 whatever. That ain't me. I just didn't want my kids to see that part of me. But I'm not gonna walk in fear. I may not understand it. I may not know it. Now let's go to another one. So Luke goes with me. When did we go to Dallas, Texas? He went with me to Dallas, Texas to a uh, um, Salvation Army men's event. And out there, they have, on Saturday, they have game day. So me and Luke just rammed, rammed around, shot shotguns, did bows and arrows. We did everything. But they also had this ropes course thing. And it got freaky. I mean, it's really high. And so they had this whole thing. Now, Luke did almost the whole thing. I, did, I didn't care to go out there. Now, I have fallen off three ladders. Uh, so um, heights. Now, a plane never bothers me. Small plane never bothers me. Jumping out of an airplane never bothered me. Uh, 20-foot ladder, I'm praying in tongues. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I'm not kidding. So we go up there. Well, I was talking trash. I'm the speaker. And this guy looked at me. He says, and that, so they had this rope thing. You're like, what, how big? 50, 60 feet in the air? Would you? Something like that, 67, 56. And you just have to jump off. And when you jump off, you're attached to this rope thing. Well, it's got this fan system. And as you get closer, it just slows you down. I mean, there is, and if it doesn't catch you, the rope's only so long. If it doesn't work too, if it, I'm like, if it didn't spin, you're just going to hang there. And this is huge rope, and I think it was doubled, so you're not going anywhere. Who in here knows that's just knowledge? That's all good facts, but when you're standing there, so let's say 60 feet in the air, and you're looking over the side, baby, that's a whole nother level of praying in tongues. Can I have an Amen. Well, this guy looks at me before I get there and he goes, hey, Pastor Chris, are you gonna jump off the, the deck? The, I think they called it the deck or something. Are you gonna jump off the deck? Well, I'm the speaker. I gotta talk trash. I said, heck yeah, I'm jumping off of it. Yeah, Lord, yeah. I said, well, I'm going. I said, you gonna go? I said, come on, man, let's do it together. I said, I think I even made Luke. I didn't make Luke, but I said something. I said, Luke's gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. We did the zip line. That was, that was fun, great zip line. And I said, we're gonna do it. So I've talked myself into a corner. I have to jump now, or now I'm a liar. And so I'm going up the thing, and all these guys are like, you, going, you really jumping off this? I said, Lord, yeah, man, I'm jumping off, jumping for Jesus. I said, I'm jumping. I'm telling you, the moment I got to the edge of that, I should not have said them words. 
So I got a choice to make. Am I going to walk through with what I said or am I going to, you know, yeah, I don't want to be a chicken out. And those guys, I don't mean this wrong. These are, these, this is a rehab group. These guys are street guys. They don't respect people who chicken out. Now, some of them were just real quick. I ain't doing it, I'm afraid. So what did I do? I got to the edge of that. I still remember. I, and I looked around. I had to do something to break the tension. I had to get my attention on something else so that the fear, my attention would not be on it. Because you cannot have your attention on two things at one time. And everybody's all done the thing, think about an elephant, and all of a sudden I'm gonna start talking about tigers. And the moment you start talking about tigers, everybody starts thinking about tigers and we could think about elephants, right? The other side to that is, is you can't say one thing and think something else. You can never do that. So the way you control your thoughts is with words. So I started talking trash a little loud. I said, all right, guys, I said, I'm gonna tell you right now, I said, I'm gonna just jump, just gonna give out a Geronimo scream. I said, I'm telling you right now, I said, I'm gonna just jump, I said, gonna give it up. What am I doing? I'm talking, so I am not focused on that fear. Because right. let me tell you honest, I did not wanna jump. I would guarantee you my blood pressure was 180 <laughs> over 120 or something right at that moment. So what did I do? I got ready, I went, and I mean just as loud, Geronimo, and, I, and it wasn't even a good, Geronimo, it wasn't like that, it was just, ah, like, you know. And I liked that kind of, because I thought it was funny. And I did, a, I could have done it again. After the first time, I think I, did we do it again? I think I did it twice. It was pretty fun after that. And here's the other part about being afraid. You know how long it takes to fall 60, sec, 60 feet? Um, it's not even a second. So well, you're not even really getting to enjoy it that much. It's not like the zip line, whee! No, it's just like, ah, there you go. You're done. But you have to get your attention off of it. That's why those angels looked at Mary and uh, those shepherds and said the first thing, fear not. And then they start discussing something else. If the angel had just said, listen, don't be afraid, well, that ain't gonna help. But immediately began doing other things. And if you will, look about those shepherds. The moment something happened, their attention went. Now, who in here noticed what took place on that peanut? Now, if you did, raise your hand. On that Peanuts video that had never happened in a Peanuts cartoon. Anybody? Nope. Anybody? Linus, the one who did, he dropped the blanket. And if you notice that he did it when he said, fear not. Because in that cartoon, that blanket is his security. The only security you will ever have is not in man, not in family, not in jobs, not in people. It is in Jesus and the word of God. And when you let that be your final resting place, you can walk through anything else. Can I have an amen? It took me, I'd never saw that until recently. Now, there's certain things we hold on to because we're afraid. Now, my great conviction is if it helps you walk through something and it doesn't become a crutch, walk through it. Keep it. If it becomes a crutch, you ought to let it go because you should not let fear get in your life. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, I do not like those words coming out of my mouth. I, and I, I'm not letting those words come out of my mouth. Well, I'm just afraid to fly. Now, here's something I will say. I don't like doing that. So when somebody asks me, do you like getting up on ladders? I always say, I don't prefer it. I will do it. I got up on one Friday. 
No, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. I had to climb on um, Molly's roof and blow off some leaves. I did it without any problem. But I mean, you start getting up 24, 28, 32 feet on a ladder. And you can feel the little shimmy <laughs> in the wind. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're in Hawaii doing the hula. Can I have an amen? You start praying in tongues. So I have said, look to people, so well, I don't prefer that. Well, you just need to be honest. I am being honest. I don't prefer that. But I am not going to walk in fear of it. I will do it if I have to. I don't like some things. I don't like some things I've had to do pastoring. And I've had fear over doing some things I do pastoring. I told uh, somebody the other day, and, uh, last week I think it was, and they, they actually called me. I had a guy tell me one time just in the ca cafe, and he told me about some stuff going on in his life, and it was thin. It was just straight up, A1, hardcore, prime rib, thin. Now, as a pastor, I got one of two choices. If I'm going to be a real pastor, I have to address it. If I love him. Or I can just let it go. And I looked at him, I said, brother, I said, I love you. You know that, don't you? He said, yeah. I said, I hope you do, because about what I'm about to say. He said, what? I said, do you feel right living in sin and acting that way in front of your, ch your, killing, your, your children? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, just what you told me before. I said, is that righteous behavior? He goes, well, no. I said, does the Bible speak against it? He goes, yeah. I said, should you be doing that blatantly in front of your kids? Because he had just said right before this, I want my kids to grow up and love Jesus. He said, I said, should you do that? He goes, no. I said, now, nah, here's my opinion. I'm going to lose you over this. I said, because I said, I know this isn't an easy conversation. I said, but I love you. And I said, I love your kids. I said, if you want your kids to live righteous, you don't need to be a hypocrite. And he looked at me, and God bless him. His face welled up. He goes, I'm so sorry. This is years ago. He said, I am so sorry. He goes, you're right. And he repented and changed it. Now, see, I had fear of that. Oh, you should just say what you want to say, Pastor Chris. Well, he's a tither. Does everybody get me on this? Fear can come in any area. I just don't know what we're going to do about money. Oh, I just don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to pay this. How are we going to pay that? Well, what about what the Bible says? He meets by need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, I just don't know what we're going to do about this. It's so bad. It's so bad. We might be at war. We might be. I'll throw an idea out. We've been there for years. There's a difference between a declared war and a state of war. Uh, there's certain countries and groups out there, they've been in a state of war with America for 30, 40 years now. All right, so what are we going to do? I'm just so afraid of tomorrow. Um, Lisa, when we first got married, she worked at a um, jewelry store. Y'all remember service merchandise? That's old. Service merchandise poached her from her company. She was managing a jewelry store at the mall, which is where we met. And um, so she became a jewelry salesman at Service Merchandise. She had a lady she worked with and became real good friends with. And all of a sudden she comes in one day and she said, I could tell something was wrong. She said, so I walked over and asked her, she said, what's wrong? She said, well, they just diagnosed my mom with cancer. Now this is 89. So Lisa prayed with her. <clears throat> and she asked her, you know, so she got asked her what kind of cancer, you know, was it a, what kind of diagnosis? She asked the woman, she said, what's the diagnosis of how long she has? You know, if they don't, she said, well, they've told her if they don't do anything, no chemo, 
No radiation, no surgery, nothing. She's got at least a year. Well, you know, that's not what you want to hear, but she was dead in a week. She told Lisa, she said, my mom is so afraid of cancer and so afraid of dying. In a week. Oh, I just, well, maybe they got it wrong. No, fear can kill you. And you shouldn't ever let fear in. Why? Because those angels said, fear not. And again, we're in covenant with God. So if I'm in covenant with Almighty, why should I fear what man can do to me? Why should I fear what Satan can try to do to me? Why should I fear? Well, you know, the doctor said we're going to die. The doctor said we're going to die. I've always loved that scene from Tombstone. I've used this so many times in a hospital. That scene from Tombstone. Uh, Wyatt Earp looked at him. He said, how you doing, doc? He said, I'm dying. He said, aren't we all? And I've had people do it. How you doing? Well, they've told me I'm dying. I always tell them, say, well, the Bible, yeah, without, give it time, we all will. And they'll look at me and smile. And then what's funny is I've met people who the doctors have said, well, they're going to die and all this stuff. And they're just like, well, I just don't have time for that. Um, I've really got a few things to do. Amen. And uh, if it's okay, I'll just ignore that. My mom actually, her best friend for years, they gave her, um, I forgot, I think it was pancreatic cancer. Told her she only had about four or five months and wanted to do all this stuff. And she just told him, she says, I've seen people go through that and I'm not going through that. Now, she, she, had, she, she believed in Jesus but had no faith for healing whatsoever. She says, but I'm just not doing that. She says, I'm just going to enjoy my life as long as I want to, and I'm just going to see everybody. And I know my time's short, so I'm just going to have a good life. I think she lasted almost two years and did everything she ever wanted. Just enjoyed it and went out easy and just enjoyed life. Can I have an amen? Don't be afraid. Well, I'm just afraid of cancer. I'm afraid of cancer. Cancer runs in my family. Cancer does this. Again, words matter. I just read a book, just a biography. It blessed me so much. Um, Golfer in the 60s, 1964 U.S. Open. Do you know who won the 1964 U.S. Open? I would have bought your golf if you did, but I'm not buying it now. You're buying my golf. Can I have an amen? Okay. It's Ken Venturi. Now, most people, if you're old enough, remember Ken Venturi is the voice of CBS. But in his early days, he he was a great golfer. And carpal tunnel ended it. A great golfer. Now, here's something that's amazing. He was runner-up at the Masters three times in a row. Once as an amateur. Amateurs never won that. But all his practice life, when he was on the putting green, you know what he would say? He said over and over and over. He said he did this all his life. Now, what's funny about the 64 Open, he had lost his game, had become an alcoholic, drank heavy, and he had to fight to get it back. Nobody believed he could do it. Then he almost had sunstroke and died while he's playing, and he won. All his childhood, all his life, he would do those practice putts to win the U.S. Open. I will win the U.S. Open. I will win the U.S. Open. And the day he won, they told him to not play because he could die. And he looked at the doctor and he said, well, what I've been doing up to this point has been dying. He said, I'd rather live this day and die. He says, I'm not going to be afraid of it. He fought it. His words all his life were, I will win the U.S. Open. Now, again, think of this. If your words are always, I'm afraid of this, that scares me. That scares me too. Those are harsh words. Oh, Pastor Chris, you're just getting picky. No, I'm not. 
If that angel looked at her and said, fear not, I can prove to you that settled Mary's heart very quickly. Think of this, 17 year old girl, 18, 16 maybe, maybe 15 some say, that's a young kid. Angel appears, fear not. Then tells you, you're gonna have a baby. Your betrothed is not gonna be the daddy. It's gonna be a work of the Holy Spirit and he will save the whole world from your sins. What was Mary's response to the angel? I love this. Be it unto me according to your word. Now see, there's no fear in that. You know why? There's no fear in this. Because God always promises to take care of us. What if they start coming in and shooting people? We go to heaven. I get to see daddy and mama. I get to see Jesus. I get to meet all the hallmarks of faith that I've always wanted to meet and apologize to some of them. Can I have an amen? Because I used to talk about doubting Thomas. I'm not calling doubting Thomas, doubting Thomas. Thomas had some faith. Can I have an amen? He was one of the original 12. I'm not gonna call him doubting Thomas. I will walk up one day and go, Thomas, sorry. (laughs) Hope you weren't listening. Walk right on. Can I have an amen? Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. And say, fear not. If you will, bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that your word promises us that we do not have to walk in fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, some of us today, we don't know what the future, in fact, Father, none of us knows what the future holds. But some of us are facing futures that have already gotten marks against it. Doctors have said things. Accountants have said things. Family have said things. Father, we just ask you to help it. Help us. And speak to us the same thing that those angels said to those shepherds and to Mary. Fear not, for I am with you. And according to Isaiah 41, 13, I will hold you by your hand. In Jesus' name right now, Father, we lay all the weights and the cares and the worries at your feet because we know, Father, that you lead us and you guide us. Say that with me. You lead me and you guide me and I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they do comfort me. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now that you comfort us. And even in valleys of the shadows of death, we know that shadows never bite and shadows have no power. And even if they did, you are with us and you comfort us and protect us. Even in the midst of our enemies, we feast with you in Jesus' name. Right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior, or I'm not walking with him where I should be, I just wanna challenge you right now and encourage you. In every area of your life, let Jesus reign. Let him be first, last, beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. Let him truly be God to you. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, that's me. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life or I need to rededicate my life. Hold your hand up. If you're online, if you will, email us at info at gracesummitchurch.org. Everybody pray this with me as we close one more time. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is Lord and he was risen from the dead and I believe that I shall never fear. I will not walk in fear. 
in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Can I have a better amen? Okay, now i give y'all some things this week. There are eight days until Christmas. Eight. That's a week from tomorrow. If you need batteries, you do not need to go to Walmart on Christmas Eve. Can I have an amen? <laughs> you need to buy those this week. If you can't and uh, you have to go to Dollar General or some store and pay more money, that's wiser than three hours in Walmart for double A's. I know this from firsthand experience many years ago. Don't make that dumb mistake. Can I have an amen? Have a great time this week. Now, um, next Sunday is uh, Christmas Eve, actually. So uh, we're gonna have a Christmas Eve service. Some people have asked, are we doing a Christmas Eve nighttime? And since Christmas Eve is on Christmas Eve, that's a Sunday, we're just gonna have a one-time service at 11. I, I really got uh, believing some people would choose one or the other because of family or events. It is Sunday, so we just decided to go with Sunday morning at 11. Uh, it'll be about an hour. We've been an hour 10 right here. So it'll be about an hour. We will receive communion during a Christmas Eve service. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. So I encourage you to come and um, fellowship. And then afterwards, uh, everybody's going to Waffle House. Can I have an email? Okay, I'm just teasing. I don't know what we're doing. But if you wanna go to Waffle House, well, that's what we start, always do as a family. Oh, after Christmas Eve service. So uh, there's a couple of announcements. Um, just don't even do the slides. Uh, Wednesday night, 7.30. Again, next Sunday morning, next um, uh, Christmas Eve service. Um, we've been doing the first Sundays. We're not going to do another one. Uh, we're not going to have one in January because of it being uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, uh, figure people, some will be out of town and what. So we may pick that up in February, depending upon the building situation. Who knows? Uh, who knows where that is? Uh, that if uh, we may be here, we may be somewhere else, uh, and we may be here for another year. We, we can actually, again, if, if it does all go through, we can use the event center for up to a year. So just be praying about that. Also got some uh, things coming up for music in January. Very excited about it. And everybody say amen. And uh, stand up with me if you will. And uh, again, thank y'all for your offering this morning and for your love. Uh, I love you. If you need us, call us. Um, is anybody going out of town this week or next weekend? Amen. Be safe. Be good. Thank God I ain't going anywhere. Can I have an amen? All the... I, Love being at home with my family. But that's after 20 plus years of traveling all the time. Love being home with my family. And um, love, love that. So, and I'm, I'm actually glad I get to see Luke, Lars, Sarah Beth, and Molly. But I'm really glad I get to see Jackson and Haley. Can I have an amen? Okay. amen. If y'all have another one, that would be a blessing. Can I have an amen? Okay. Just, just don't want to prophesy anything or speak anything. Huh? Close the service. Okay. <laughs> I have the mic, and I'm going to prophesy. <laughs> I actually walked up to a, one of my nieces about a year ago, and looked at nine months ago, I should say, and I looked at her, and I said, uh, just something spoke to me. It had to be the Holy Spirit. I said, when's this baby? I said, when, when y'all having a baby? And she goes, Uncle Chris. She went and got, she had a detect, she was pregnant right then. And so uh, she told me it was my fault. I said, no, it ain't. Can I have an amen? She said, I'm just a messenger. I know. And, uh, but um, anyway, so uh, I still like what Luke said. Molly looked at Luke one day and said, uh, said you're his favorite. But he looked at her and said, well, you can get busy and have some grandbabies. He'd love you too. <laughs> Bam, that's my son. I'm proud of him. 
trash-talking the sister at the kitchen table. Praise God. <laughs> Lift your hands up with me. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace. Because you do not live in fear. You do not walk in fear. You are full of faith, and that faith overcomes the world. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. You are dismissed.